Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Eliten. Welcome to Elite and we're off to Stockholm to chat to my latest guest on the only podcast dedicated to the Elite Ice Hockey League. A month after the season is finished and five flyers are hoping for better days following a campaign that saw them miss the playoffs for the second season in a row, but also achieved the spot in the Challenge Cup final, the first Scottish team to do so. Flyers captain Jonas Emmerdal is here to talk about life in Fife, some reflections on what turned into a bittersweet campaign and why he's a member of the Toon Army. You're listening to Elite. Welcome to the show, Jonas. Good to chat with you. First of all, it's been over a month after the end of the Elite League season. How's your downtime been in those last few weeks? Uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much for, for having me, uh, first of all. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, it's, uh was a tough uh, end of the year, of course, but uh, uh, brighter times are coming and uh, you just need to, to uh, yeah, uh, Think about what we we did bad and so on, and then just move on. It's a new season coming as well, so so we just have to, uh, yeah, yeah. But I can't really say we right now because I haven't signed any contract. But no, no, that's I'm important. sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, like the players and everything that's gonna come in is gonna be really hungry to to make the playoffs and so on next year. So yeah, that's true. But another season in the books with Fife, that was your third season with the club. Positives and negatives to look back on, but how do you measure the season compared to the previous campaigns with Fife? Mm, yeah, I think we had a, like, a more talented team and uh, we had more like experienced team. And uh, yeah, I really thought like, in the start of the season that we could do like really uh, something really good. And... Uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, we didn't make the playoffs and we had a few like uh, injuries, but still, you can't really uh, complain too much about that. Like, the other teams in the league has a lot of uh, injuries. Uh, like, you know, uh, <laughs> supporting the Glasgow clan, you had a lot of injuries and had a lot of upsets during your season. So, uh, but like with the group we had, uh, I think we, it was, uh, there was not uh, 
like a good season for us that we didn't uh, make the playoffs. But mm-hmm. we had a good cup run and all that, so that was really cool and uh, that was something that you will remember for the rest of your life for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made some history with with five thirds as well. So that part felt good, but uh, the overall season was nothing really to share about. Well, we'll touch on the, the Challenge Cup final. As you say, that's a good positive to, to look at, certainly. But we'll, we'll get the negative stuff out of the way first. As you say, yeah. no playoffs this year. A third season in a row, finishing in the bottom two. You, you can include yeah. the COVID season, although it didn't go to playoffs in the end. And to put in all that effort, and as you say, injuries played a part in it. You know, how painful is it to, to have come up short, given you, you have put so much into the campaign? Yeah, of course, it's been really frustrating. Uh because uh, yeah, you see like the fan base and everything, uh, like they're trying to support us in the best way, and uh, you just want to give something back to to the supporters that are coming every night to support us. So, uh, like uh, like I said, like the cup run was great, but uh, the season overall was uh, it's like it's painful to to play sometimes when it's not going your way and you lose a lot of games, of course, and. Uh yeah, I think we played a lot of like really good like games, but we ended up like losing those uh, like cru- crucial points, especially against like a league rival like Glasgow Clan. Like I think we lost almost every game in the in the in the regular season. So uh, yeah, and then you see at the end of the 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 regular season that it's only like two points or something, and that would have been like just one win against the Glasgow clan so yeah. so it's really frustrating just looking back in that aspect but yeah the thing is though like when you're when you're a player in a team you and like either way if you're winning or losing you have to just look at the next game like if you're if you're winning a lot of games you still have to stay like grounded to be like oh we still have this next game to focus about so of course, it's when you're losing, you lose that momentum of like having confidence and the belief, and uh, that's a struggle. It's because uh, every every player and every individual, it's it's uh, they have been through like different things throughout their careers, and some are like new, and some are older and have more experience. So, uh, yeah, it's a battle sometimes, uh, especially if you have like a a short bench and so on as well, but you just have to go out there and battle. And I'm pretty like proud of the guys that we, that we, we fought like well, but we just ended up short at the end. So yeah, it's uh, frustrating. Are you the kind of player and perhaps as a captain as well, that once the season's finished and, and taking everything into account, do you start looking at yourself? Do you start self-examining yourself about what you maybe could have done differently? Are you a kind of reflective kind of player in that regard when you, again, take everything else into account? Yeah, of course. Like, uh, I try to do that every single day. And even if it's like a practice, I want to I wanna perform and I want to be the the best player I can be. So... Of course, sometimes you feel like, oh, like I could have been better there or something. But it's like I said, it's you always like you can't just like focus about the future. You have to be like present and uh, and so on. So you can't do much more than just being there, like during that game or that shift, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, of course, I'm I'm looking at myself in the mirror after every every game, especially so. And uh, yeah, but 
yeah, uh, it's it's hard to say, but you're always decent. It's like other people have had to to uh, evaluate that. So I think I had a decent season and tried to do my best, but yeah, as a team we didn't, uh, yeah, uh, succeed the goals that we wanted. Yeah, let's part that. Let's part the the playoff stuff now. Let's talk about the Challenge Cup final. Then, what a great achievement it was! Um, the first Scottish team in the Elite League era to reach the Challenge Cup final. You came up against a, a fantastic Belfast team. Let's be honest; we've seen just how good they've been across the season. But tell us about the pride in achieving um, the, the the moment of getting to that final and what it was like around Kirkcaldy in the build up to that game. I know it was it was a build up quite well, as I recall. Yeah, I mean, we had a really good start there at the, in the Challenge Cup, and uh, uh, yeah, made it to the playoffs there, and. Uh, then in the first game there in uh, against Dundee, we had like a really short bench, and they they were feeling like okay, we're just gonna beat five so easy. And then uh, we had like Housinger, like who's a, a demon. Normally he had a hat trick against the Dundee away, and uh, we ended up taking that one to uh, home to Kirkcaldy. There with like a score of four four, and then uh, we played. Uh, a decent game and I ended winning like in the in the shootouts, uh, and then we just felt like okay, like we can do this because uh, so we had played like pretty good games against like Sheffield and so on. So we didn't feel like, if I'm gonna be honest, I didn't feel like Sheffield was like the team that they used to be. Uh, I think they were like far behind Belfast most of the season of like the high peak performances. So. Uh, yeah, coming into like a building like Sheffield, it's uh, it's a really good atmosphere, and you know they have all the pressure. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're taking that result from from Kirkcaldy with three two win. Uh, we just knew that we have everything to win against against those guys. And then of course, like it was three zero coming into the third period, and but uh, we just knew we said to each other like they have everything to lose in this game we have everything to win so why not just like try with everything we can and then uh, with a yeah pretty uh, yeah talked about uh, like uh, that uh, the shootout with uh, Mike Johansson almost like losing the puck and then putting it in uh, and then uh, Shane Owen and Nett I think it took like yeah he took all the, all the shootouts so yeah, that was a great feeling, and see all the traveling fans down there. That's what it is about, like playing hockey. I feel like it's when you have all your fans uh, traveling down like that. It's amazing, like seeing their reactions and sharing sharing us on during the whole game as well. And uh, yeah, you feel like a rock star when you're coming out there after a win like that in Sheffield. So it's a really nice feeling. Certainly was, and of course the, the final in Belfast. That you had another huge following for that game as well. We yeah. won't talk about the game. We all know how the game went in the end. But yeah, yeah. talk about the occasion. You know, the, 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 not so much the build up. We've covered that, but the night itself, as you as you got into the arena, the, the sense of occasion yeah. around it. What do you remember about that? Yeah, I mean, it's like a great setup with everything from like media and all that. You you feel like it's a big game uh, with all the interviews and so on, like building up to it and. The, just like stepping out on the ice and uh like packed arena uh yeah what does it hold like nine thousand or something mm. and uh just to hear about that we have like uh 
closer to a thousand uh, Flyers fans coming down there as well. So we're like crossing the water. It's just uh, amazing to you get like goosebumps just thinking about it now. And uh, yeah, like uh, uh, it's just amazing playing in front of fans like that. That cheers you on during the whole game, even we're like losing. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just. It's tough when you lose to one uh, game like that, or you know it's only one game and everything can happen. But we ended up losing that one, but it was a great, a great achievement uh, and a great uh, piece of history. Uh, and of course, all the traveling fans. Uh, like it's uh, it's tough to come and lose, like uh, and uh, getting off your work like during a weekday as well. I think it was a Wednesday where we played, so it was. Sim- so amazing that so many fans could come down and, and watch us. And I think they had like a pretty good time, even though we lost that game. But I think it's a, a game they like, not a game, but the whole like uh, final, like something to yeah. look back on and, and be proud of, anyways. Now, it's not the color of medal you would have wanted, the silver medal. If you don't no. mind me asking, what, what have you done with it? No, we didn't even get the silver medal. No. <laughs> it's only the winners to get one. Oh, no, no way. <laughs> Oh. No, it's just uh it's just uh I think the they got the uh, the gold medals and uh, yeah we didn't get anything so that's good. Oh, not too like to... get that sorted out. My goodness, I didn't know yeah, that. Wow. Yeah. No, no, we didn't get anything for that. Just uh, <laughs> and maybe if just because we were five, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So tell us about working with, with Todd Duty and Jeff Hutchins. They've been around the league a long, long time. Todd especially has been around the club um, for, for, it seems like, forever. Um, what, tell me about the dynamic between them. Is there a good cop, bad cop thing going on between them, or is it is it quite different? No, they're more like, uh, I mean, Todd is more like uh, easygoing and uh, like maybe the, the good cop and the Hutch is the, the one that they can bark at you a, a bit more, but uh, yeah, the dynamic uh, it's like it's good and uh, and uh, they have been doing a lot of good things for five uh, and they do does a lot of like uh, it's it's like tough being uh, like coaches in the elite league as well. It's a lot of things going around with scouting and so on. So they've done a lot of uh, good work like behind the scenes that. Uh, the fans doesn't see. I mean, the fans doesn't just see like what's going on like during the games and so on. But uh, yeah, they uh, 
they have a good dynamic and uh, yeah i mean it's it's tough to say as well they had the like before the season i got there they i think the made it to like the the semifinals or something and uh, so they have some uh, some good records there as well so uh yeah they've done like a good job i think good now, as we record, the club announced earlier this week that netminder Shane Owen is back for a second year of the two-year deal he signed last year. I personally always enjoy watching Shane. I think I love what he brings to the team. So what's he like to play with? Yeah, I mean, he's a top uh, goaltender in the league for sure. So it's great to have him as a as a netminder. So just gives you confidence that you he's going to play at his best and he's going to give us uh, the chance to win every game. So uh that has been like crucial especially for us like making the finals there in in challenge cup uh, without him that wouldn't be possible in my in my uh, way of looking at it so yeah just uh, good things uh, to say about him on the ice and how much peace of mind does that give you as a defenseman knowing that maybe there's a there's a bit of action going on you, you can't get the puck but you know Shane behind you is more or less going to have it covered yeah exactly so yeah, it's great having such a good goalkeeper and so on. And yeah, I can talk to him about Sweden a bit as well. He played uh, like uh, half a season or something in the league I've been playing for like 10 years. So, so uh, yeah, have something in common as well. Now, I've got to, I'm going to ask you about your, your plans. I'm not expecting some kind of exclusive here. You touched upon it at the start. You've not signed a contract. But have you given any thought to your future plans yet? Or is it maybe too early in the year at this stage to start thinking of that? You're just enjoying the break right now and you'll maybe get to that later on? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know exactly what's going on like behind the scenes with Fife as well. Uh, like, uh, there has been, like, talks that it's maybe going to be like a change. Uh, but it's always talks like that. But so, uh, yeah, uh, it would be good to, to know who's like coaching and so on uh, to make uh, the process easier. Uh, but of course, like I, I love playing for, for uh, five flyers and I love living in, in five. So it's uh, definitely like a alternative I'm looking at. So, but we will see. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to get in shape again. It's been like a few weeks where I've been just like <laughs> taking it very easy. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, time to start like uh, working out like a hundred percent and get back in in the shape I want to be in. And of course, the fact you've played in Fife for, for three seasons means you clearly enjoy life in the UK. But what would you say is the biggest appeal of the Elite League? Do you think? Mm, I mean, like in Sweden, for us, it's uh, it's a lot of imports coming from uh, North America, so we're pretty used to to that kind of game and uh, individuals uh, like that that uh, type of players as well. So we're pretty like for talking for me as a Swede, we're pretty comfortable playing and talking English because uh, it's like in our school program programs as well that. Uh, yeah, it's it's an easier step for us uh, taking the step over to UK than uh, for say like uh, to maybe Germany or some other like country that isn't like as good as talk uh, to talk English, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, 
Sorry, how did you find the Scottish dialect when you first came here? I, I find when I'm doing these interviews, I, I kind of have to tone it down a little bit because I can go yeah. full Scottish sometimes. So how yeah, do you find it in Kirkcaldy? <laughs> no, I remember from the first year, uh, it was uh, it was pretty tough to understand at first. Uh, even like the Canadian guys uh, had no idea what the, uh, <laughs> what the equipment managers were saying and so on. So, uh, But, uh, I mean, being, being there for, uh, yeah, three seasons now you adapt and you just like you hear all this uh shorter terms and and so on so you just get used to it is there a is there a favorite you've got is there a favorite slang term that you've you've adopted that you quite like don't worry about swearing it's fine <laughs> uh uh i mean barn i hear like a lot like the old the old barn oh the old like, barn yeah, uh, yeah yeah so it's like yeah maybe old <laughs> old and uh, then you have some Swedish uh, sayings as well that's like kind of my favorite it's like bra it means the same in Swedish as in, in, in Scottish <laughs> yeah and hus is the same in Swedish <laughs> as in Scottish so, so there's some favorite ones I'm learning something here this is good yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now I know you like your football. I was I was doing a little bit of research earlier on, and I was intrigued when I saw your Twitter bio, where you declare you're a, a big fan of Newcastle United and the yeah. English Premier League. So how did yeah. that love affair begin? Yeah, I have a three year old uh, older uh, uh, brother. He's born eighty nine, and uh, yeah, we've been following each other. Like when he started playing football, I started playing football and with ice hockey and all that. So he. Uh, I think it was a trip to like Spain or something. He bought a Alan Shearer uh, jersey uh, back in yeah when they were sponsored by Newcastle Brown Ale. So he yeah. fell in love with uh, with Newcastle, and then I started playing like the FIFA games, and I saw Alan Shearer. He's like uh, a really good like overall rating. <laughs> so then I started as well. So I think I was like maybe thirteen or something when I started the. Uh, like watching Newcastle and uh, then uh, when they the season they got like uh, promoted up to Premier League when Andy Carroll uh, scored a lot of goals that was like the first season I like really followed like almost every game so since then uh, since then I've been like hooked like watching Newcastle so it's not uh, because of the Saudis or anything like that that's made me choose Newcastle now that's a, uh, that's a conversation but, for a different day, that one, about the Saudis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I've been, I've been uh, traveling over a few times, watching them uh, live at St. James' Park as well. So I've known about like Edinburgh, but I didn't know about Fife and all that area. But like when my agent, like the first year when I signed for Fife, I can't uh, like lie and say, I, I looked at the map and I saw Newcastle is the closest Premier League team to to five, so I was happy about that for sure. <laughs> I was just going to mention that that was my next question. Yeah. So a three-hour drive between Kirkcaldy to Newcastle upon Tyne. So how often do yeah. you get to St James's Park whenever you're, you're over here as, as part of a season? I can't be that much, but you must no. love being part of the Toon Army as well. Yeah, I mean this season has been great, uh, obviously uh, for Newcastle at least. So. But uh, yeah, you can't. I went to one game, and it's been. It's hard to go and watch the Premier League games because they played during the weekend as well. Uh, so, 
sometimes you can follow it a bit on a bus on a, a road trip or something but uh, uh you try to watch like the mid games so uh yeah i think it was in in the autumn uh, i watched newcastle versus everton uh, pretty early in the season so that was the only game i could go to uh but uh yeah it's just fun to get over there and and, and have like yeah that's uh a really nice uh, stadium and everything. So, and uh, the whole city are such like big football fans. So it's really cool to see. So, uh, but it's been like a hype through with like uh, Newcastle throughout the season. It's been really, really difficult to to get hold of tickets. So, yeah. So I'm going to put this one to you. Maybe a little bit naughty from my point of view. Newcastle are on the verge of of qualifying for the Champions League as we record right now. So would you swap that for Fife winning the Challenge Cup or reaching the playoffs? Yeah, if if I'm a part of the team, yes. (laughs) Then I say Fife. But if I'm not a part of the team, then I have to be selfish. No, I know, I know that they're gonna probably be in the in the Champions League. So we'll see. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> that would be the best. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it's been my aim, like for the season I've been playing in five, uh, to to make the playoffs and be like a top five team. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe next season then. That was Fife captain Jonas Emmerdal joining us on Elite, and my thanks to him for his time. Well, there's been plenty going on, so time to bring you up to date with what's been happening on Elite News. David Clements has penned a two-year deal at Coventry Blaze and has confirmed he will ice in Danny Stewart's testimonial on Saturday, the 1st of July. While Ross Venus, who confirmed his departure from the Blaze towards the end of last season, has joined NIHL national side Milton Keynes Lightning. Nottingham Panthers have got started on their recruitment by bringing back former pair Josh Tetlow, who iced in Finland with Roki, while Ollie Betridge has returned from Ferencvaros in Hungary. Dundee Stars have re-signed Craig Moore for the new campaign after he returned to the Stars during last season. He's continuing his third spell with the club, having joined them from Nottingham Panthers during last season. In coaching, Corey Nielsen has been confirmed as the head coach of DEL2 side Dresner Eislauen after leaving the Panthers for a second time. Nielsen helped Nottingham reach the playoff finals weekend before bowing out in favour of a return to Germany. And speaking of Germany, GB head coach Pete Russell has confirmed he won't be returning to DEL2 side Ravensburg Tower Stars, with whom he won the playoffs with prior to the World Championships. Russell has indicated he's returning to the UK. And that's your Elite News, up to date at the time of recording. We'll have more guests to come later this week, so keep an eye on our social media pages at underscore Elite IH on Twitter and Elite Podcast on Facebook. And we'll reveal who's coming up as the long summer of signings is on now. Ben Bounds was a guest earlier this week as he reflected on the World Championships with GB for us. So if you missed that or any other episodes along the way, subscribe to Elite on your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon and Apple, where new episodes will drop when they're ready. Thank you for listening. I'll be back soon. Elite Hockey. Elite Listening. Bye for now.
Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.